0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. Fear is usually associated with a series of seriously negative connotations. We see it as cowardly or something that inhibits us. We see it as something that is to be avoided, something that is to be removed from ourselves. And many people spend a large majority of their life avoiding things that they are scared of, or removing themselves from environments that induce this feeling of fear. People may even use it as this kind of earmark for things that they should and shouldn't be doing, you know, they might go to do something and be like, well I'm terrified of this, so I'm not going to do this thing, and this thing, this produces all these happy bubbly feelings of you know, I will enjoy this and it's fun and this will be comfortable and that's the thing I should be doing. When in reality it tends to be the complete opposite of this. But before we discuss how we can use fear to positively impact our lives instead of negatively impacting our lives, it's important to understand why we feel fear and quite obviously it's for keeping us safe. It's for avoiding things that we know are dangerous. It is for keeping us alive. And in healthy doses, fear does this job very well. It allows us to exercise healthy caution when doing something. But now, as humans in the modern day, our awareness is so huge, we are aware of all of the things that can potentially kill us. We are aware of microbes and germs and diseases and astronomical threats and all of this other stuff that could potentially kill us any day. And this awareness has caused us to be on fear overdrive and it is causing anxiety levels to go through the roof and the fear is no longer healthy. We're not worried about things that are detrimental to us. We're not worried about things that are life and death, but we fear everyday things. We fear interacting with other humans. We fear others' perceptions of us. We fear how well we're going to do on a test and all of this stuff that is secondary to primary existence. And that's not to say that this fear is any less real. To us, it is absolutely just as real as feeling like we are fearing for our lives. It may be an exam that you're doing in high school and you feel like if you fail this, you are not going to have a good life and you can see your entire future be taken away from you and in some way that can represent a death, a death of possibility and we may feel like our entire lives hinge on the result of this single exam. And that may not be the whole truth, but it is enough truth to cause this fear within us for us to panic and worry and be overly concerned with the result. And it can impact our performance when studying and learning. If we did something with no consequence at all and we were entirely relaxed, we would probably perform a lot better than if we were under duress. And that's why it's such a key skill to be able to operate calmly in stressful situations. And you'll see this in the military where the most highly regarded people are people who can operate extremely calmly under intense stress. We can see people all around us, extreme athletes and people that are jumping out of planes in wingsuits and snowboarding off of really dangerous peace and stuff like this. And we see people conquering fear all the time and doing things that would terrify us and we think, we couldn't possibly do that. You know, it's so far abstracted from our realm of possibility that we see it as reserved for only a certain type of person. But really, these are just people who have consistently put themselves under duress. People who have slowly, over time, introduced new stress into their lives. They've accepted the fear and pushed that boundary little by little over time and have become accustomed to a certain degree of fear. And so we know that we can overcome our fear. So what's left is how to decipher which fear is serving us and protecting us from something stupid or dangerous and which fear is inhibiting us and is unjust and i would say there are probably two categories of fear we could create we could say that there are physical fears and there are fears of the ego physical fears will be doing something like eating a new berry that you don't haven't identified there is going to be a natural set of fear there where you don't know if it's poisonous, you don't know if it's going to be dangerous or make you ill, or probably a better example, jumping between rooftops and you being terrified of plummeting down 40 stories to the to the ground. And there's going to be a natural fear there that says, I shouldn't be doing this, this is dangerous, this is possibly going to cause my death. And a fear in the other group would be things that hurt our pride, things that make us feel like we will be less if we fail or if we get wrong. The consequences often lie in people's perceptions of us. We worry that people may look at us differently or that they may have a different opinion of who we are now. Both kinds of fear can be overcome as you'll see with parkour athletes that are jumping between the rooftops or people jumping out of planes and the other fear where people are going to a stand-up comedy open mic and getting on stage and just giving it a go and trying their best. We can see types of overcoming this fear in all domains and we know that fear can be conquered, that it can be ruled out. And oftentimes with the physical kind of fear, fear of our personal safety or of our health, this kind of fear is often overcome with a sort of qualitative analysis where we say, I want to do this so the parkour athlete may say jumping between a rooftops is worth it for me because it makes life worth living and the risk is worth the reward the feeling I get the exhilaration the fact that I feel alive and that I'm in doing something that I love that is worth the risk of death and if I do this and I die at least I will die happy knowing that I died doing something that I loved That's where the fear is overcome by the reward. The fear is overcome by knowing that what we are doing is worthwhile. And that's why people can go to to battle. Where they know that the consequences of going to war or going to battle could be that they die. Or suffer extreme injuries. But it is worth it to them because in their mind they have this ideal... That they are protecting something. They are protecting their family, their country, whatever it may be, depending on the battle, they're protecting something. They are fighting for something they know is worth dying for. And that's where that fear is eroded, usually because there is a worse fear. And in the battle cases, I fear for my life and I fear going into battle, but I fear for the safety of my family more. I fear that my family may be killed and that is what is driving me to overcome this other fear, this lesser fear of going to battle to defend them. And this reasoning actually extends to all kinds of fear because even fear of the ego, if we say that you know, being successful, doing something that we love depends on us taking the risk of doing something like stepping onto an open mic stage and knowing that you're gonna bomb a few times before you ever get a laugh. But the fear of not being a comedian, of not living up to your potential, of not being successful in the domain that you love, that fear is greater than the fear of judgment from others. So we can use this effectively to reduce our fear going into something where we look at the adverse, we look at the ramifications of what happens if we don't. We look at what happens if we choose not to act if we choose not to do the thing that we want to do, what happens then? That fear, if we think about our life and how it will look, if we never do what we're afraid of, can usually generate enough fear for us to be able to say, you know what, I am scared, but I'm more scared of my life if I don't do this. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes the consequences of later are not enough to overcome the fear that is in front of us. The thought of doing that terrible thing that we know we should be doing but are too afraid to do. We might convince ourselves that we don't actually want it. That we don't want to do the thing. Because the idea of doing it can be so terrifying that it is enough to convince us that we completely want to abolish the idea altogether. That you know, if, if getting on stage and talking in front of people is what I have to do to be a comedian, I obviously don't want to be a comedian because I don't want to step out onto that stage. I can't think of anything worse. So obviously being a comedian is not for me. We allow that fear to talk us out of it and we accept our fate. We might tell ourselves that it was never meant to be, but deep down we know that we gave in to fit and that kind of someone for their entire life. And sometimes... For me, like that is scary enough to do the thing because I think I don't want to live my life in a way that I feel like I gave in to fear and I have to live with that forever. That feeling is more terrifying than the, the fear of actually doing it in the first place. So for me, that's enough. Like I can think, I know that I will regret this if I don't do this. So I must do this because I'm not gonna live my life Thinking that I should have done something and never having done it. But what also helps me is knowing that the more I feel like I'm terrified of doing something, the more I should be doing it. Everything that I need and everything that is going to serve me is on the other side of something that is terrifying. So instead of trying to scare myself into something, I use fear as a guiding light the more i am terrified of something the more i know that there is something there there is a reason why i should be doing this there is something to overcome there is a goodie at the end there is a golden nugget there is something there to be had else i wouldn't be scared if it was non-consequential or there was nothing to it or i didn't want to do it or you know it had no real effect on me i wouldn't be scared or i wouldn't be doing it i wouldn't even be thinking of doing it the fact that you're scared means that it's something that you want to do. It's something that you want, but it's on the other side of something that you don't want to do. You know, th- The gap is bridged by doing something that you don't want to do, whether that is talking in front of people or putting yourself out there or risking injury or death even. Because what this allows me to do is see that the more scared I am of doing something, the bigger the justification I have for doing it in the first place, the more reason I have. I see it as, wow, I am absolutely terrified of doing this thing, so it must be really important that I do it. And then I can tie that back into, well, if it's really important that I do it, what is the consequence of me not doing it? How can I miss out? In what ways will my life change if I don't step into this? If I don't accept my fate, if I don't rise to the occasion, what will I have missed out on? How much potential could I have squandered in myself? And when it comes to risk, we have to know and acknowledge that there is always risk present in life. You risk death just by waking up in the morning. That threat of death and your life coming to an end and everything coming crashing down, that is potential in every day. You could die right now, you could die in two minutes, you could die in a year or five years, you don't know. So trying to avoid this, trying to keep ourselves alive and prevent ourselves from doing anything that could possibly cause death is in many ways futile, but also what is the point of being alive if not to live, if not to take risks and enjoy life and do the things that we want to do, and experience life, that is the entirety of life, is risk. And to risk doing something is a risk, and to risk not doing something is a risk. All of it is risk. Life is risk. So whether you do it or not, there are going to be consequences, and you have to decide for yourself what consequences you're willing to accept. Because you may try, and the consequence for trying may be that you don't succeed. But the consequence for not trying means that you never got your answer. You have to live your entire life knowing that you could have succeeded, that you had the opportunity and the potential, but you never tried. You never even gave yourself the opportunity. And for me, that is worth risking it all. I know that nothing is permanent. I can't take any of this with me. So why not risk it all? Why not gamble? Why not put your chips on yourself and bet on you, and know that no matter what, you gave life a good go. You did the best you could, and at the end of the day, you may not have always won, but you never backed down. And for me, I can make peace with the fact that I didn't succeed but I could never make peace with the fact that I never tried. Thank you for listening.